So open up your morning light and say a little prayer for I. You know that if we are to stay alive and see. Jackie, <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about uh, TV shows from our childhood and beyond. Yeah, our our big I forgot childhood. To say, I forgot to say the original this time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is kind of the third time we're recording this because the first time yeah. we recorded was two weeks ago and that episode went missing and now we just started and had to start over because I was afraid that it wasn't working. So. Yeah, well, we only got about 30 seconds into it this <laughs> right. time. So. But that's why I you said it's... this time. Yeah. 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 So I guess right off the bat, we can um, talk about that. So there's another podcast now called Raised by TV. We are not affiliated with them, um, but it's similar podcast. But I think they talk about like multiple shows per episode. Um, it's by Earwolf. We did know about it before it happened. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. No, I, I was going to do that today. I, I totally forgot. Yeah, I was going to, but I was wrapped up in other podcasts I was listening to, so I didn't, but yeah, same. maybe tomorrow I will, or Saturday, because nothing comes out on Saturdays. True. Um. Yeah, but um. first off, I just want to say I'm, like, kind of sick, so, so and I'm I. also <laughs> laying on my couch right now, so if my energy is low, that's why. I'll try okay. to keep it up. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I was I completely lost my voice this week the day that oh, Meredith no. and I were recording our other podcast and like I lost my voice completely I couldn't talk at all um, I got oh, it no. back enough by the time we recorded that I could record but I sound awful like Aww. I was just re-listening to it and it's pretty bad um, I still that don't sound sucks. great but much better yeah 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 but anyway um, got anything. You want to tell me about pre any pre uh, show? Th- no, I don't think so. <laughs> I went to the Stranger Things party. Oh yeah, how was that? It was not that fun, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Fi- I mean, it was fine. Apparently, the year before, Darcy had gone last year, and it was really cool. Like they decorated the whole place, like the upside down, and everything. Oh, that's and so like, cool! All kinds of cool stuff, and they kind of dropped the ball on that this year. Yeah, it was cool, but not driving to Brooklyn cool. You know really? I mean? Like, like that it was sucks. fun. If It would would have been fun if it was in New Brunswick. And yeah. Cool, but, like, the fact that we drove all the way to Brooklyn for it was kind of not that Yeah, cool, that sucks. I made a really good Max, though. That's awesome. Do you have Everybody pictures? I want to like, see. Yeah, I think so. Somebody has pictures. I don't have them, but I'll, I'll find, I'll find mm. them. But somebody came up to me and was like, you look exactly like Max. That's so funny. I was like... That's a little extreme, but thanks. Especially because you're not a 13-year-old girl. But That's you know. what I said. I was like, I take it as a compliment that you think I look like a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. That was funny. Well, I wanted to say, um, I tagged you in this on Facebook, but for our listeners. Um, so there are rumors now that there may be more episodes of um, A Year in the Life of 
the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Um, Which is so weird because the so, other day I said I read an article that was that like, it wasn't oh, going to happen. Definitely not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, according to this article, according to this article, there are no plans for it as of now, but um, in, I guess, the contract between Amy Sherman Palladino and Amazon for her new show, it was, like, explicitly written in that there is a possibility of more Gilmore Girls to happen. So, I feel like what, basically what the article is saying and what I agree with is that, like, to go to the lengths of adding that into the contract just in case doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, there has to be some inkling of a will to do more, um, even sure. if there's no, like, official plan. And, like, like I've said before, like, before the remake came out, the, Amy Sherman Palladino had said multiple times before that it wasn't going to happen or that there was no plans for it to happen, and then it did. Yeah. So you, you can never really know. They never say anything until it's, like, official... There's an air date, you know? That's true. So, but so so we'll the see. her new contracts with Amazon and the A Year in the Life came out on Netflix. So what? I wonder like uh her new contract is with Amazon, correct? Right. Yes. And, and her and the contract, A Year in the Life was with Netflix. So yes. I wonder yes. what like they okay. have the right to do that. Did you read the article? Not the whole thing. Okay. Because <laughs> basically what it was saying was that because like Netflix um, reserves the rights to a year in, a, in the life, and the Amazon contract more just sounds like Amy Sherman Palladino is opened up to be able to do Gilmore Girls. So it sort of sounds okay. like Amazon's not locking her in with Amazon. It sounds like Amazon's going to oh, allow her to her work to on a year in the life other. if that's okay. going to happen. Yes, gotcha. while working with Amazon on her other show. Okay. Um, that's what it sounded like to me anyway. But yeah, so if, she, if they Stay went tuned. to the yeah, if they went to the lengths to include that, yeah, that must mean that it's in the you know the people are talking about it or thinking about it. Right, exactly. Um, I also wanted to just touch on the not so happy fact that um, uh, Sophia Bush posted on Instagram yeah. the other day um, a, a headline saying that the cast and crew of One Tree Hill is accusing Mark Schwann, who's the showrunner of One Tree Hill, of sexual harassment, um, which just fucking sucks. Um, Yeah. Like, it's still my favorite show, and, like, so many other people worked on that show and did a great job that I don't think I have to boycott it just because of that or hate it just because of that because he's just one guy in part, like, a huge production of people that put their heart and soul into that show yeah uh, people I, I like sophia bush the people deserve f- people to still watch the show just because right. he was an asshole that doesn't mean they make their work that doesn't mean that anybody else worked less hard or doesn't deserve people to still watch their shows and like it so yeah well what really sucks is that like he he like plays a cameo in the show of like the wise record store owner yeah. and he's like oh, so great right. with like Peyton and stuff and like he seems like such a good guy and the whole like idea of the show is about like good people and like heartwarmingness and the yeah. fact that he yeah. like is a shithead just really sucks um yeah but I mean I've I've learned in the past month that apparently nobody is above sexual assault or sexual harassment so no I know Speaking I of, I mean, speaking of other TV shows and people 
being shitty. Uh, the guy, I can't think of his name now, all of a sudden, the guy who plays Chuck Bass on... Uh, oh, Gossip I know, I saw that. Too. Of, of, like, raping multiple women, yeah, is what it yeah. said. Not just sexual harassment. Which it's like, yeah. that makes the idea of, like, the episode in, in season one with Chuck Bass, like, mo- basically attacking Jenny Humphrey, like... I wrote that off in the show as him being a dumb teenager, but now that I know that the actor himself has actually done that to people, like, I don't think I'll ever be able to watch that again. Yeah, I know. Definitely. That's different, because, like, that's, like, you have to watch this actor, like, treat people like that in a show, knowing that that actor's actually done that in real life. In real life. Like, that's not, like, I don't think I can watch that. That's really rough. I know. I mean, and there's a million more, and I don't want to harp on it too much. I just thought because, especially because we've talked about One Tree Hill before, yeah. and I gave it so much praise, I felt like it was um, important for me to say something about that. No, yeah, and the only reason, I mean, there's a million others I could bring up, too, but the only reason I brought up right, whatever his name is, is because it's also a TV show that we probably will cover at some point. Exactly. So. Um, and I, like... Chuck and Blair are on my list of all-time favorite couples. Like, oh, yeah. I think I have to take them off now. Yeah. Oh, God, it's disgusting and horrible. It taints it a bit, yeah. Not yeah. just a bit, a lot. But you know what's good about us knowing about that before doing Gossip Girl is that we can talk about Gossip Girl through the lens of knowing that. Yeah, true. Instead of being just, like, in the dark and talking about how much I love Chuck Bass because I really did love him. Yeah. Ugh. God damn. But anyway, in lighter news, um, we are going to talk about The Office today, as we tried to do two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> we thought we'd give ourselves a little time to forget about what we said, and I feel like I've, I feel like I've, I'm fine. I feel like I yeah, could talk I about think it so again. Too. <laughs> yeah, I think we can. I think we can do this. Yeah. So, All right. where do you want to start? Uh-oh. I'm um, well, dropping Let's just everything. start from the beginning. So, The Office uh, aired from March 24, 2005 to May 16, 2013 on NBC. Um, anything else about You're You're, like, really muffled. I can't hear you very well. Really? Yeah. Maybe I need to switch my headphone thing. Can you hear me better now? Yes, much better. Okay. It's just because one of the headphones was, like, underneath this pillow. So. Gotcha. Anyway. All right. Um, yeah, so. So where do you want to start? I didn't hear that well, part. Well, <laughs> like I said, The Office. It heard from March 24th, 2005 to mm-hmm. May 16th, 2013 on NBC. Um, anything else about its... Uh, no beginnings uh it was based Um, off of the original it was based off of the original uk office um and created by ricky gervais who created and starred in the uk version the uk version Mm -hmm. i was gonna watch i wanted to watch some of those episodes this week and i I watched john and i watched the whole thing it was really good like 12 12 episodes or something right yeah no well no it's more than that it's like three whole seasons Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, the characters are Michael Scott, played by Steve Carell. 
who's the boss, uh, the regional manager of Dunder Mifflin. So yeah, <laughs> it takes place at a paper company called Dunder Mifflin in Scranton, Pennsylvania. If you don't know that, I don't know why you're listening to this. But uh, <laughs> Michael Scott, <laughs> Michael Scott is the regional manager, uh, played by Steve Carell. Dwight Schrute is the assistant to the regional manager. Assistant to <laughs> the regional manager. <laughs> assistant to that's what I said. I <laughs> know, I know. Ring. I was joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just quoting. Making, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> played by Rain Wilson. Mm-hmm. Jim Jim Halpert, who is a uh, salesperson, is played by John Krasinski, um, who I've seen in real life. Yes. I was about to say, I, you've uh, talked about that before, but you didn't. You talked about that the first time we were On the Lost episode. Yeah. Oh, no. So I guess I do remember I too tell, much. I could tell the story if you want me to. Yeah, tell it. <laughs> so the time I saw John Krasinski, we were in, uh, I was with Christina and some other people in uh, the East Village of Manhattan, and we were walking down the street by Tompkins Square Park, and all of a sudden, John Krasinski and, what's her name, Emily Blunt, who he was married to, or was at the time. I don't know if he still is. I have no idea. I think so. But uh, they just walked by us, and uh, we literally froze. Not literally. We figuratively froze. We literally froze to death. We literally froze It was negative 10 degrees that day. (laughs) I think it was kind of (laughs) cold. I don't remember what temperature it was outside. But we froze. We figuratively froze, and... Like for like for like five minutes we couldn't move and we're just like oh my god that's John Krasinski oh my god that was John Krasinski like I've seen some other famous people but like that one was like that one I I'd say and then like when I the time I saw Amanda Palmer at the IFC theater yeah you told me that like one just too. at the movies those mm-hmm. two times like I froze and like couldn't say anything because it's when you're in a like a scenario where you're not expecting to see a famous person that you like. It's like it's different yeah. if you're at like a show or you're at somewhere where like exactly it oh, makes oh, sense and then for the, them to the be. The time we saw Ethan Hawke. Too, oh yeah, remember? was that at a Conor Ober show? That was at a Conor Ober show. Ethan yeah. Hawke was just chilling in the lobby of the fucking <laughs> Carnegie Hall, or was it? Not, was that the time? We, was that the time? We no, it, I Hall? wasn't. I wasn't there when you saw Ethan Hawke, so it wasn't the oh. Carnegie Hall show. Oh. Was it when I said was with Christina? Maybe. Yeah, I was think it was Radio when you City? were you were with Christina at Radio City. Yeah, that Radio sounds right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't go that to that was one. Insane. Yeah. I don't think we saw anyone crazy. famous at Carnegie Hall. I don't remember seeing anyone. No, I don't. I don't think we did. No, but that was an awesome show. <laughs> so cool, but that yeah. those three those three times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember feeling. Anyway, Agreed. John Krasinski. <laughs> yes, John Krasinski. Uh, plays Jim Halpert. Uh, mm-hmm. Pam Beasley is played by Jenna Fisher, who, um, is the receptionist, who is in a relationship at some point with Jim Halper. In the end, yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Stanley Hudson, played by Leslie David Baker, is an, also a salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Malone, played by Brian Baumgartner, is in accounting, accounting... <laughs> He's an accountant, correct? In accounting, accounting department. <laughs> not very, not very good at his job, no, but he, he is in accounting. One. He sits yeah. near them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Meredith Palmer, played by Kate Flannery. I know. I, 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 
still didn't look up exactly what her role was. Oh yeah, we didn't we know that last, last time. Either. time. <laughs> I don't remember. Me, John, do you know what Meredith's um, look it up now. Uh, actual job was in the office? <laughs> no. I'm gonna, I'm looking it up right now. No. I know she did something with like um, deli- like with like transportation with like deliveries. Yeah, and- something about yeah deliveries or transportation of product. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. John's googling it, so I'll let you know. I'm he's googling like, it now. He's too. like our Stephen Ray Moore. She's right supplier now. relations. Supplier relations. So in, okay. So she's said to in, uh, but in the first season her job was an accountant. What? So in the first season, in the first season, they said her, she was in account- That's what an Natalie accountant. Natalie just said that doesn't make any but, sense. When was she an accountant? Uh, well, they just like because they probably hadn't flushed it out yet. That doesn't so she, sound they right. Just, like they just put her in accounting because uh, they knew she wasn't she a salesperson. Was not... They didn't yeah, know exactly. what she could be. Yeah. But then they came up with supplier relations. Yeah. That's perfect for her. Yeah, supplier. So yeah, she dealt with the people where they got the paper from in the first place. Right. Um, anyway, that's Meredith. Uh, Angela Martin, played by Angela Kinsey, is also an accountant. Oscar Martinez, played by Oscar Nunez, was also an accountant. Uh, Phyllis Lappin, played by Phyllis Smith, was a salesperson. Kelly Kapoor, played by Mindy Kaling, uh, was a c- in customer service, I believe. Yes. Uh, Ryan Howard, played by BJ Novak, uh, was a temp at... When he started. That shit bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he, like, took over the whole company, and then he got fired, and then yeah, he came he back as like a temp. an executive. Then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He was, like, uh, lying and... to investors or some shit. Yeah, and doing yeah. a bunch of coke. Oh, my God. What a yeah. mess of a human. <laughs> oh, he was such a... But he was also, like, 25. Oh, yeah, you I know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was 25 and then, like, got all this money. Right. So, and was um, also just predispositioned to be an asshole. Well, yeah, he is a yeah. shithead. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> he was a shithead since the beginning. True. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Bernard, played by Ed Helms, is a salesperson. My uh, unlikely Toby, favorite character. Yeah, Andy is annoying, but I like. I him. love him. I love Andy. I don't know why. I just have this soft spot in my heart for Andy. <laughs> I want to go to like an acapella performance or something of his. Of his? Of yes. Andy Bernard. I want to go watch him <laughs> sing acapella with his friends. In the Princeton Arches. Yeah. What What was his acapella group's name? I don't remember. Ah. Uh, um, I'll find out. And his friend, Broccoli uh, Rob. Broccoli Rob. Broccoli yeah. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go hang out with Broccoli Rob and watch some some quality acapella in the yes. arches, in those Ivy League arches. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, for him it would be. See, we don't. There, the backstory isn't there for our our oh, listeners now. because we talked about this last yeah, time. An episode. Well, so people are probably heard. like Cornell, but like no Princeton because we went to Princeton. And we yeah. sang in the archways to be like Andy. I think so we talked about. That's why about, we're saying Princeton. I think we talked about the arches in at Princeton on the episode, the other lost episode, like our the when we originally talked about. Did we going to going to Princeton? I think that was yeah. Really? That was that long ago. 
Yeah, it was. It huh. was like summer. Well, it was like September. Oh. That's weird. Anyway. Yeah, we or went no. to Princeton and we sang in the arcade. It was the, like the end of September. Or it was like the very beginning of October. Right. It's like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. This mm-hmm. is when we had apple picking. I anyway. Can't find out what, uh, what Andy's acapella. Oh, here comes treble. Here comes treble. <laughs> it's so good. I know. Oh, man. I want to be. I feel like that be. conversation we just had was like completely incoherent. <laughs> oh, I'm sure nobody understood. What we're I'm that's not why the I was trying. Group. That's why I was trying to explain it, but you were like, "No, I know, I know." But then, but then when I, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Oh boy! All right, let's move on. Anyway, okay. Uh-huh. Andy Bernard, uh, Toby Flunderson in HR is played by Le- uh, Paul Lieberstein. Uh, Creed Bratton, played by Creed Bratton, mm-hmm. <laughs> is. Uh, Quality assurance, I think, right? Quality assurance, yeah, but he doesn't actually do anything. No, I don't think... I mean, most of these people don't actually do anything. Right. And there's but, this uh, whole fan theory that Creed is actually the Scranton Strangler. That would be amazing. <laughs> I know. I read about it online. I wish I had it so I could read it to you, but... Oh, my you God. Could, you could look that up if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know how I like fan theories and you don't, so... I know. Because they're dumb. They don't make any sense. I should have. I should have looked that up. <laughs> anyway, Daryl Feldman is the last character I'm going to mention because mm-hmm. I don't I don't know any. Uh, uh. The rest of them There's are oh, no. no one cares. Well, anyway, and Jan. he's played by Craig, Craig Robinson, and he works in the warehouse. I think he's at one point like the warehouse manager. Yeah, and then yeah, Jan Levinson, who is the what is she, her title? She was like the VP of something She's, or whatever. Yeah, she was basically like oversaw all of the branch managers she was she um, like oversaw Michael's all the yeah direct yeah, exactly. um, boss she, yes yeah um but, but um also holly who holly comes and works in hr later and then she becomes michael's like love interest so i think she's kind of important too true um she's great she has the exact same sense of humor as michael which is ridiculous because nobody should. Which is so. hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also Karen who dates Jim for a while. Karen, there's a bunch yeah. of other characters, but Rashida, we don't need to I know talk about them. Rashida all. Jones plays her. Yeah. We'll talk about um, all of those characters as we're talking about like different storylines and stuff too. Yeah, so. yeah. 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 So uh, what do you got next? Um, I have some facts, and I have all of the Jim um, pranks against Dwight, and I have some, like, Jim and Pam stuff. I had uh, facts, and then I had funny Michael moments, and then I had f- Dwight Dwight's best, like, lines or something. Cool. Hold on. Best let's, Dwight quotes. Let's do facts first, and then we can get into the fun stuff. Okay. Because we have the same, yeah. we have the same facts, so we can just kind of go back That's and forth true. with stuff. Yeah. Remember, we printed out the exact same article. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I just wrote some down, but. Okay. Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, fun fact: John Krasinski shot the f- shot the footage of the Scranton for the opening credits while he visited Scranton for research and interviewed employees at an actual paper company. That's so silly. 
so John Krasinski funny. seems kind of like an annoying person. You think? Yeah, I don't know. Like, everything I've read about him, things, like, he seems kind of pretentious. Like, I have yeah. one fact that I, I don't know where it is right now, but I remember it. Um, he, during his interview, or, like, right before his interview, he was, like, um, talking to someone who he didn't know who it was, but it ended up that they were actually the casting director. And he was saying that, like, the British version is his favorite show and these dumb Americans better not fuck it up. <laughs> Which is just, like, such a pretentious thing to say to somebody you don't know. Yeah. And then that turns out to be the casting director. Like, thank God he's still got the part. Yeah. I don't know. Just things like that. And then, like, the idea that he, like, went and interviewed employees at a paper company. Like, I don't know. It just seems like an annoying person. Like, taking it way too seriously. Yeah, like, only (laughs) an annoying person would do that. I don't know. I guess. (laughs) Sorry if I offend any huge John Krasinski fans, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he can be a huge John Krasinski fan because yeah. what else has he really done? Like, yeah, but some people really love Jim. Like, love, yeah, love, guess. love Jim, which I don't. Yeah. I did at the beginning, but in the last season, like, he fucking sucks. He's a horrible. I just don't put a lot, I don't put a whole lot of weight in the last season in Why? general. Just because I loved the show. Like, I feel like it was better before that. It was, but I still liked the last season. Yeah, I liked like, it a lot, I, actually. When I think of Jim, I don't think of last season Jim. I think yeah. of Jim throughout the whole show. Yeah, I guess. But also, so. like, if you think about it, like, he goes through way too big of lengths to prank Dwight to the fa- to the point where it's, like, not even cool anymore. It's like, you look just as bad as Dwight does. And But that's what makes it hilarious. I know. It's funny on our end, but that's why I don't yeah. think he's actually cool, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. But anyway, um, um, this one's really funny. Phyllis Smith was originally a casting associate for the show, but the producers liked her so much they created the role of Phyllis Vance for her. Yeah. <laughs> I love Phyllis. I know, me too. I just love the idea of like her working on the show and just being Phyllis, and they're like, wow, you need and to then, be on the show. Yeah, and we're going <laughs> to call her Phyllis. Yeah, because she's great. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Um... Bob Vance and Phyllis. Mm-hmm. They're on They're my one list. one of your favorite couples, yeah. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Bob um, Vance. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> <laughs> the crew built a replica of a rest stop for Jim and Pam's proposal scene. The shot ended up costing them $250,000, which we talked about before so which, stupid. Like, why didn't they yeah. just film it? <laughs> at any rest like, stop, any, any gas, gas station, station, any quick you know. check, any Wawa, any Sheets. It's it, like, ugh, come on. Yeah. It's between I mean, Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So, like, like there are so many places like that that would have like been even, perfect. Like, but, like, what I'm even flying the crew and Jim and Jenna and John out to Pennsylvania to actually go to a Sheets, because there are, I don't think there are any Sheets in no. L.A. No, there are like, not. <laughs> would have cost less, would have cost them less than $250,000. Well, because they, all you they would have I mean? had to fly out there is the crew and yeah. and Jim and Pam. And they Jim, wouldn't have had to, yeah, exactly, exactly, they wouldn't have had to fly anybody else out there. It would have been so easy. I know. I, the I don't fact that understand. they spent $250,000 to build a replica of, not even a replica of a Sheets, it's a replica of just a no-name rest stop. So, like, they could have just gone to a rest stop in California at that point. 
Yeah. It would have been I mean, the same thing. I know? mean, I guess, like, it would have cost them money to shut down, a re- like, a gas station. They wouldn't have had to shut it down. People being in the background would be fine. They hired so. extras to pretend to be people in the background. True. But, like, you need permission to be able to film at a place. I'm sure they'd be able to get permission to do yeah. a two-second shot of Jim going down on his knee. <laughs> like, I know. It seems silly. It seems a little overkill. It's completely insane. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not my show. Yeah. I wouldn't do that for my show. <laughs> no. Anyway. It's your turn. Um, I don't have another one. I can't turn the page. Um, <laughs> oh, Steve Carell's actually married to the actress Nancy Ellen Carell, who played um, the real estate agent that Michael dates in some of the early Carol. episodes. Carol. Yeah, Carol, that's his yeah. actual wife. Aw. Uh, I know. Carol cute? Carell. Carol Carell. Well, Nancy <laughs> Carell, sure, but yeah. yeah. Her name is oh, Nancy, yeah, not yeah. Carol. Yeah. <laughs> True. Anyway. What are my notes? John's messing with my notes. Sorry. <laughs> what do you have next? Sounds like you were talking to, like, a dog or something. Put that down. Down, boy. What are you doing with that? I need my notes. <laughs> Get that out of your mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you got there, boy? Is that my notes? Put oh, it down. my notes. Oh, I need my notes. <laughs> John's giving me the death stare right now. I think we need to move on. <laughs> Does that mean that our listeners are going to be giving us a death stare? Oh, probably. Is that, um, that's any, any, uh... So, anyway. here's an, an annoying one, too. Well, I guess not annoying, but stupid. Seth Rogen auditioned for, and was considered yeah, for the role sense. of Dwight. Why? I don't know, that would not have worked. That doesn't make any sense at all. No. Seth Rogen is most certainly not a Dwight. I mean, but the thing is, like, Dwight was just a concept before... Before before Rain Wilson no, became but have Dwight, you, you know? yeah, but Natalie, have you watched the UK version because they base no, all haven't. the character they based all the characters yeah. off of the characters from that show and the guy what's his name the guy who's like Dwight in the UK one what's his name I can't remember what his name is but he like He's, is the same yeah. kind of character as Dwight so like okay. he him being like really dorky and weird and like kind of scary looking is part of his yeah. character you know. So, like, Seth Rogen yeah. doesn't fit that at all. Also, like, the, like skinny, lanky, like, you know, awkward. Yeah. I mean, I guess they maybe thought, like, of going in a different direction with with the American Dwight, but... Yeah, maybe. But it wouldn't have been yeah. as funny. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Steve Carell, John Krasinski, Jenna Fisher, and Rain Wilson all went out for lunch after they were initially cast and discuss their prediction that the show had the possibility to go on for eight years. Mm-hmm. They, like, predicted that. I know. Uh, Steve, Steve Carell said, Of all the roles I'll end up playing in all the films I may shoot, I believe that Michael Scott may be the role I'll always be best known for. And I agree with that. Which is I completely agree with true. that. Yeah. I don't I know. know if he said that in, like, a positive way or a negative way, but it's definitely that true. Negative, yeah. That's I don't great. know. Because a lot of a lot of actors don't want to be known for just like that one character, you know. But you wouldn't say that at the very beginning of you taking on yeah, that job as true. a negative thing. Like maybe after the fact, being like resentful of it, but you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I think he was just kind of marveling at how well the character was written and, like, you know, how yeah. he felt like he, like, fit the character well. And they all had high hopes for it going on for a long time. and Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then also um, Michael Scott never, like, made a point to never watch the UK version because he didn't want Ricky Gervais's version of the character to rub off too much on his version. And after watching the UK version, they're, it's identical. I don't know how he yeah. did that without watching it. Like, it, he plays <laughs> it exactly the same as Ricky Gervais. That's so funny. Like, I feel like he just really understood what the character was supposed to be and yeah. just did it perfectly. But, like, it's so weird. Like, even the way the lines are delivered. Like, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Which, actually, John and I were talking about that when we were watching it. Because, like, the UK version didn't do very nearly as well as the American no. version. But I feel like that's because it's not British enough of humor. It's very American humor. They even, like, make a lot of American references. And, like, references to American really? culture and stuff in it. And I feel like maybe that's why. Like, maybe... English people didn't respond to it as well because it wasn't what they expected from comedy. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know. A lot of Ricky well, Gervais's other stuff is a lot more British, too, so they might have been expecting one thing and yeah, <laughs> got a different thing. Sense. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm glad it became what it became because it's funny. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> I have no it's other funny. opinions other than that it's, it makes me laugh it's funny. so today we're going to be talking about The Office it's a show it was funny it's funny we liked it that's we liked it. it that's over sometimes I feel like Thanks that's for listening. all I have to say this has been Raised by TV <laughs> oh boy you don't have anything else any other facts uh, no 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 I do have other facts oh, okay. but I was saying sometimes that's that's how I feel. Like, when I listen back to the, our podcast, I listen back and I'm like, oh, all I had to say was, oh, I like that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not a very professional podcast. It's okay. <laughs> we don't have writers. Okay, we're just, we're, we're coming up with this stuff off the top of our heads, mostly. If you want, anyway. like, really good, intelligent insight into podca- into shows, you should find another podcast. <laughs> yeah. If you just want background noise for when you're, like, driving somewhere or, like, at work, this is perfect. Yeah, you want, like, exactly. intelligent discussion? This is not the, the right no, podcast for you. Seek, seek, some, <laughs> seek podcasts elsewhere, please. Yeah. <laughs> We're okay. never going to be that. We no, don't want to be that. We, don't, we barely know about the thing that we think we know the most about. So, you know. Like. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, we, we picked this because this is the thing we know the most about. Exactly. And if we, if we can't even get that right, then right. what do you want from us? Exactly. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> oh, it's your turn. No, it's your turn. You didn't no, say No, I just went. What'd you say? Yeah, I did. I just talked about how Steve Carell thought he was going to be best known for Michael Scott. Michael yeah, Scott. and then I said the one about the British show thing. I didn't know that was an official fact. Yes, it was. It was on this okay. list. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I didn't write down all the facts, so I don't have them um, in order. Well. But I, I said was, it. It was a it fact. It worked because it was like a natural progression of the conversation. I know. That's why I said it. So, anyway. And now you ruined it. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. Fact. I, I need you to, like, bullet point each fact. I need you to say fact number three. <laughs> fact number one. Fact number 1. 1.5. Yes. And, and uh, site fa- references in MLA format. 
fact, uh, a one, uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela <laughs> Kinsey are best, are best friends in real life, and Fisher is godmother to Kinsey's child. That's so sweet. I love that. Is I want to, like, go to brunch with them. Oh my god, they'd be the <laughs> cutest to have brunch with. Right? I would love that. Yeah. Aww. Let's do it. I was actually hey guys, just listening, listening to... I was just listening to, before we started this, uh, Mark Maron's podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, Jenna Fisher was on it, like, a couple weeks ago. Or, like, a week ago. And I oh, was really? just listening to that. Yes. That's she cute. lives in Glendale. That's awesome. In California, in L.A. Yes, I know. Uh, so we could go out and stalk her. That's what, like, literally before we got on the phone with you, she was just talking about living in Glendale. So I know where she lives. We could have brunch with her. Let's go. I'm sure there's great brunch places over there. I know. Oh my god! Fantastic twenty dollar avocado toast. I'm telling you. Holy shit! Yes. (laughs) And that's before you add on the fried egg. That's another five dollars. Yeah. And then if you want mimosas. Oh God. Forget about it. You're talking. $100, $200 $100, for brunch per person. Probably. <laughs> I'm not even joking. No, you're probably, probably right. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. What was else that we a got? fact, too, or do you have another one? That was a fact, yeah. Um, <laughs> brunch is expensive. That is a fact. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I do have some more things, but um, let's see. Um, so, Jenna Fisher never revealed what Steve Carell whispered to her during um, Pam and Michael's airport farewell. But the sentiments mm-hmm. they shared were real as Fisher was told just to say goodbye to Steve because he was leaving the show. So I'm sure he like actually whispered something sweet in her ear and she never, Aww. she never revealed that. And I think that's adorable. Secrets. Mm-hmm. That's cute. That's cute. Um, that was a fact. That was fact number B twenty seven. Oh, okay. Yes. Fact number F X one. F X P two point dash X X seven. In the episode entitled "Gay Witch Hunt," the script only intended for Michael to hug Oscar. So when Corell improvised the kiss, the cast reactions were completely authentic. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. Which, that is like one of the most hilarious and uncomfortable <laughs> scenes of any it's tv awful. show it's so it's awful so... <laughs> oh man uh, that's so funny i love that yeah mm-hmm. yep that was that it's was funny fact. oh my god that's funny <laughs> that was funny <laughs> that wow that was funny <laughs> that was so funny oh no oh boy <laughs> uh, um it's your turn um, um, <laughs> don't have another one. I have more. Would you like Go me ahead. to continue? Yep. Okay. Uh, fact number two. <laughs> I can't read, so fact number two. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, second fact. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, wait, I have one. I have one. This one's good. Fact number 27. um, Rain Wilson (laughs) wrote a blog for Dwight. That's so cool. I wish I want to read that blog. Can I still find it? Is it archived? Oh, my God. I need to watch. I need to read that. I'll track it down. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I didn't even know that. 
Apparently, I didn't even read all the facts that I had on this piece of paper. Because that one surprised me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that one either. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, production had to shut down when Krasinski and Wilson couldn't stop laughing at the birthday scene in Lecture Circuit, in the episode entitled Lecture Circuit, when Dwight hangs gray and brown balloons and a banner that says, It is your birthday. <laughs> Period. <laughs> That's one of the best scenes ever. And the so balloons good. are just like partially blown up. I oh love that God. so much. That's so the funniest funny. thing. Like that's probably one of the things that makes you laugh the most. I and laugh. Like, and like he just like was like not just planning a party and was just thinking birthday and didn't put any more effort into it than it that. Is your, like printed yeah. out in it like is your birthday on paper and he glued together. It is your birthday. Period. It wasn't and even Helvetica because like, they have like shitty old HP it was like aerial. desktop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like Times New Roman. Times New Roman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. Oh, by the way, you know my love for fonts. I am taking a typography class. That's my class I'm in right now. Fun. So That's all awesome. I'm doing is learning about fonts. I'm so excited. How exciting. I don't think that my professor even knows, even has any idea how excited I am to be in this class. He probably doesn't. Nobody would. Why would you assume that? Aren't excited. I should just like write a paper about how much I love Helvetica and send it to him just randomly. <laughs> and how much I Not hate even papyrus. For credit. Just yeah. I'll just write a paper that's like comparing and contrasting Helvetica and papyrus and just I be mean, like. I mean, that's not even a contest. <laughs> well, that's the point. So I'll just go into depth about how much I hate papyrus and how much I love Helvetica. And like each okay. paragraph will be dedicated to like a different font and I'll explain why I love or hate that font. That sounds so exciting. Right? I like it. <laughs> There's a whole documentary about Helvetica that you can watch. Like, yeah, about how perfect it is as a font. So I'm not the <laughs> only one. Okay. I know, I know. In fact, my notes are printed in Helvetica. Thank you very much. Wow. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. My notes are handwritten. Like a good <laughs> old-fashioned American. I can't read my own handwriting. I think that's why I need to rely on font so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a good old-fashioned American. <laughs> I was waiting for you to acknowledge that I said that. I, like, heard it, but I didn't think anything of it at first. I'm like, yeah, that's a normal sentence. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, that's not a normal sentence. Oh, boy. No, it's not. Oh, boy. Anyway. Anyway. Anywho. Anything else? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I have other notes. I don't know if you want me to oh, read all of them. I mean, them. I have a ton of other stuff. Just not more facts. I have more facts. All right, we'll go for it. Would you like me to read them all? I'll, you, okay. I mean, if you want, we're already like sure. 40 minutes through and we have only talked about facts. <laughs> all right, I'll, we cannot talk about facts. Let's not. Let's move on to something else. Um, okay. I have Jim and Pam stuff and I have um, Jim pranks. What Wait, would you I like to hear about briefly, first? I would like to briefly discuss that there was supposed to be a spinoff. Oh, well, I want to talk about that. When I talk about that okay. episode. Fine, perfect. Because I have, like, a synopsis of that episode and how much I love it and my opinions about it. I could do that first if you want. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, 
in this episode, which is entitled The Farm. It's season nine, episode 17. This um, this episode was originally um, intended to be a backdoor pilot for a spinoff series about Dwight's farm. Um, the episode takes place surrounding Dwight's Aunt Shirley's death. He goes around the office throwing dirt in everyone's face as a tradition of the Pennsylvania Dutch. Um, <laughs> which is hilarious. So, like, the color of the dirt either means you're invited to the funeral or you're not invited to the funeral. And he's throwing the, <laughs> the, the dirt that's not inviting them to the funeral in everyone's face. But when he gets to Oscar, Oscar starts making excuses about why he can't go to the funeral, even though Dwight wasn't intending on inviting anyone. Uh, so Dwight throws the other dirt in his face and invites him, like, as a joke. And it's really funny because then when Oscar shows up at the funeral, Dwight looks at him like, why are you here? And then he, like, looks at the camera and he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot <laughs> I did that. It was really funny. Um, and then, um, uh, so then we meet, we meet Dwight's siblings who are actually, like, semi-attractive and semi-normal people, except that his brother owns a pot farm. Um, yeah. And so the idea is that Aunt Shirley left the farm to Dwight and his siblings with, like, the clause that they can only take it if they all move back there and run the farm. So the spinoff was supposed to be about that, like, about them all running this farm, um, which I would have honestly been obsessed with. I'm oh not going to lie. Like, Me too. The, the fan reaction was not the same as mine, um, but I think it would have been great. Um, and then, so, so then a bunch of other, a bunch of other, um, Pennsylvania Dutch farm people, um, come to the, um, come to the funeral and you meet them. And then the episode ends with them playing some song that's like this really actually good, um, like folk song. And I really loved it. Um, I don't know why, <laughs> but it was so good. And so then this, um, I, I thought they were, like, a real folk band, and I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find any information about them. Um, but then, so this episode was actually, like, the least popular, critically, episode ever. Um, so, okay. Um, okay, so it received mostly negative reviews from television critics, with many criticizing Dwight's farm storyline, and some critics calling it a, quote, Frankenstein episode, which I think is very harsh. Um... The episode was viewed by 3.5 million viewers and received a 1.9 out of 5 rating among adults between the ages of 18 and 49. So that's really bad. Um, yeah, that's terrible. But it was so good. Also, what was also happening during the funeral thing back at the office, Todd Packer came um, and he was making amends because he was like in the program, you know, getting clean. And so he's giving out cupcakes um, to everybody as his way of making amends. But then it turns out that they were actually laced with a ton of drugs and he was really just trying to get back at everybody. And everybody ended up eating them anyway and they're all, like, on the floor in the morning. Oh, my God, that's so, so funny. funny. Except Pam. And Pam, like, came to the office and was going to eat the cupcake and then found everybody on the ground. I thought that episode was great. Like, there were so many things going on, sure, but, like, they were all hilarious and amazing. So, so I was actually just listening to the Cracked podcast and they did an episode... Um, this week, I think, or last week, they mm. was they were talking about all, all these uh, uh, you know, pilots that were created, and then the show never got aired, mm-hmm. and then and the farm was one of them, and so they were talking about how like with spinoff shows, it's like the spinoff shows that do well 
are you know contain like a lead character like a main character that isn't that big of a character in the original show like mm-hmm. they compared it to uh Frasier yeah so like Frasier was a, a character on Cheers but he wasn't in every episode he was like a per- very peripheral character right. he would only show up once in a while and so that's why Frasier did like Frasier was able to do well because he, you know, they didn't like associate him like so much with Cheers. Like they would just like every once in a while on Frasier, like make a little nod to Cheers or whatever. Like, oh, you got got a letter from some bar, whatever. So, right. Because the problem is was too much of a character on the office for him to like have his own show. Right, because the problem is that when you're watching that spin-off, the whole time you're just wondering what the other characters are doing. Yeah, like, exactly. With, you're so in, used to that character with the other characters that you already know from the other show. Right, like in... So, Sam and Cat was a spin-off of Victorious, which Victorious was, like, <laughs> my favorite show ever. So I was really excited when they did the spin-off because I was really sad when they canceled Victorious and I wanted to keep watching it. But, like, you're watching Sam and Cat, and the whole time you're just wanting to, like, watch Victorious. So, yeah, like, yeah. anytime they had um, guest appearances by any of the Victorious cast, it was always really exciting. But it was, like, I just want to watch that and, like, see what everybody's doing. Yeah. And it's yeah. cool that Sam's there, too, and that there's, like, because it was a crossover between iCarly and Victorious. Sam from iCarly and Cat from Victorious. Um, so that was cool. And, like, combining them, I like. But I don't know. That's but, why yeah. Sam and Cat didn't do very well. Um, because of that yeah. reason, you're watching it. That's why I think that the spinoff idea of em- about Emily and Allison or whatever the fuck's going to happen there. Oh, yeah, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be yeah. horrible because you're just going to want to watch Pretty Little Liars. And that's probably why what's Here Comes the Sun or whatever didn't, didn't succeed or didn't go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. With Jess, yeah. Right, exactly. And and um, Ravenswood. Yeah, and Ravenswood. But yeah. that was even that, worse that because la- they pulled that out. Lasted a whole season. Yeah. But that was worse because they pulled out a main character in the middle of the show still yeah. happening, and you exactly. broke up one of the like fan favorite you... relationships. Yeah, if it had been like Lucas, even maybe people would have watched. But it. nobody likes but Lucas. Because, no, but you know what I mean. Like I would never have that. watched a show about Lucas. <laughs> no. But no, who was you like, know what? Yeah, you know what? If it, it has was to be about who is like interesting, but Natalie, you don't care that much about. If it was what? about Travis, remember Travis, the guy who um, Hannah briefly dated while Caleb was in Ravenswood. Kind he, of. He was really <laughs> cute. He was a really cute guy, and he was like sort of involved in stuff. And she, they they tried to make him the new love interest after they took Caleb off the show. Yeah. I really liked him, and that actor actually is in The Man in the High Castle now. He's the main guy. But um, if they made a spinoff show about Travis, I would have definitely watched that because he was an interesting character, and you never really got to know him very well because they brought Caleb back really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, to take Caleb off the show that everybody loves. Right. To give him a new show that, like, with other characters that you don't care about. That was really stupid. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like maybe if Ravenswood was good, it would have been a different story. I but. mean, and that probably would have happened with the farm. Like I'm sure it would have been hilarious and funny, but like it might have tainted it. Dwight a little. You know what I mean? But it might the have, office like, would have been over by the time they were doing it. So yeah, but still, like the tainted the memory of Dwight. Yeah, I guess. Looking back, I don't know. We'll I never wish know that, because it never got made. I whatever. Either way, I really like that episode. So. Basically, we got to see the pilot of that show, and I enjoyed it. 
Yeah. That, that's how I feel about that. And if you're interested, the Cracked podcast talks about all these other uh, pilots that got made and the shows never got it, uh, you know, picked up. So it's yeah. a pretty interesting podcast. So Cool. Listen to it. Anyway. All right. What do you got next? What's next? Um, you can talk about some of my favorite Michael moments. Yeah, let's do that. So some funny things that he's done, which mostly involve being really stupid. Actually, he's all, yeah. all of the Michael <laughs> moments involve being really stupid. Yes, I so, cannot think of one time that Michael <laughs> did something very intelligent. <laughs> no. No. Everything he does is stupid, whether it's funny or not, but these exactly. are some funny ones. Um, so this is one of my favorite moments is when he, Michael declares bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I when declare he just, bankruptcy. He just <laughs> walks out of his office into the, into the rest of the office mm-hmm. and just says, I declare bankruptcy. And, and Oscar's Oscar, like, you Oscar can't just say bankruptcy. I just wanted you to know that you can't just say the word bankruptcy and expect anything to happen. And then Michael replies, I didn't say it. I declared it. <laughs> I actually mentioned that on my most recent episode of my other podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's perfect. I forget yeah. why, but I know. <laughs> All right, what else? Um, the next next one is my, Michael and Dwight are driving somewhere together in the car, and they're, like, using the GPS for navigation. And the GPS is telling Michael to go straight, and there's clearly a lake there. But then Michael said no, like, and then Dwight's trying to tell them to stop. Like, no, there's a lake there, dude, or a pond or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Michael is just like, nope, the GPS knows. <laughs> he just <laughs> knows turns right into go. the pond. Yeah. And then he just drives right into the fucking pond. Yeah. I know. It's so that was a good one. Um, so the next one is my, when Michael grills his foot. In the George <laughs> Foreman grill. <laughs> and he has a little monologue here that I will read. Most most nights before I go to bed, I will lay six strips of bacon on my George Foreman grill. Then I go to sleep. (laughs) When I wake up, I plug in the grill. I go back to sleep and then wake up to the smell of sizzling or crackling crackling bacon. It is delicious. It is good for me. It is the perfect way to start the day. Oh, my God. But we all know that he did burn his foot on. He grilled his foot. He grilled his foot. Yes. And we made the joke last time, but it got lost because Scott had hurt his foot and he was on, he had like crutches and I want, we were, we told Scott to tell everyone that he burned his foot on a George Foreman girl. Which he totally should have done. Which I don't think he did, but (laughs) it's funnier to think. Uh, He should have. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, I also want to note Michael's hatred for Toby. I love Michael's hatred for Toby. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Michael hates Toby. He hates everything about him. He doesn't want to look at him. Um, <laughs> he hates HR. Have, he hates... He hates him. Oh and there's God. one quote about that uh, Michael says to the in the confessional or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I had a gun with two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's how that much he is just me. ridiculous. Well, he's in luck because those other two people are already dead. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. He doesn't that's have true. to kill maybe, them. 
Maybe that's what he meant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Um, next um, is when Mer- Michael hits Meredith with his car. It's a good Michael moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes and in and, like, says he hits someone with his car, but, like, doesn't say yeah. it was Meredith. And then yeah. and then Meredith comes in and, like, clearly was hit by a car. <laughs> it's it's like, like, Michael, and then somebody's like, Michael, did you hit Meredith with yeah. your car? And he's like, what? Uh. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot. Like, I had more to say about that, but I took these notes weeks ago, and all I wrote down was when Michael hit Meredith with his car. That was funny. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It was funny. It was humorous. Yes. That was funny. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) And then um, I wrote down, when Michael is making a dating profile... And he makes his username Little Kid Lover. <laughs> little Kid Lover. Because he says he wants to be, like, uh, sensitive. He wants to seem sensitive or something. Oh, so he no, makes his username so Little Kid Lover. It's <laughs> so bad. Oh, my God. I hate it. I know. Oh, no. What else? Keep going. That was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. Do you have any other no. Michael moments? No, I'm done with the Michael end okay. end of Michael segment. Over. Roger that. Okay. Um so I'm gonna do my um gym pranks, but I have like a lot of them, so I wanna okay. skip over some of them. Um okay. Sure. So uh that's not that funny. Okay, when Jim pretends to be William M. Butlicker, so this isn't, like, really one of his great pranks, but it's really funny. So, Michael decides to mentor Jim and Dwight on how to deliver good customer service. So, he makes them do a role play, and Jim is pretending to be the customer, and Dwight has to be the salesperson, and Jim takes on the role of Bill Butlicker, he says his name is. Um, and Dwight, like, can't handle this, and Michael's like, you have to take this seriously, like, what, help Butlicker, you know? And then, and then he just keeps saying, like, he's pretending to be, like, an old man, I guess, and he's, like, keeps telling Dwight to talk louder, and he ends up making Dwight scream, Butlicker, our prices have never been lower! (laughs) Which is really funny. Uh Um, this one, which is, like, prime example of why Jim's actually not cool at all. Um, when Jim attaches a 500 foot wire from the back of Dwight's computer to a telephone pole, which means that he actually had to climb up a telephone pole to continue (laughs) this wire all the way up there, which is just not cool. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just not. Another thing we, I did, I think I did mention when we did this before, but, um, there was an article I read a while ago that counted up, like, like estimated the amount of money uh, Jim must have spent pranking Dwight, and it was, like, a ridiculous amount of money. Oh, my God. I can only so. imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, one of the first um, uh, pranks that we see Jim pull, which actually this also happened on the UK version um, in the first episode, is when Jim puts Dwight's um, stapler in, in Jell-O. And yes. then And then... Obviously, Dwight immediately knows that Jim did it. And while Jim is eating a big pot of Jello, goes, "How do you know it's me?" <laughs> Which is like exactly what happened in the UK version. Really? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was, like, um, the same exact script for the first episode, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was exactly the same. But I, was, that was one of my facts I have here. That's well, I mean, it couldn't have been exactly the same, because, first of all, all their names are different. Well, and yeah. And there aren't well, well, all the yeah. same characters, either. Like, they're all... Like, a, most of them are based off exactly, but there are definitely a few characters that are, like, just random that are in the American yeah. version that are not in the UK version. Well, the yeah. first episode of this, they're, like, all the characters aren't featured either. I yeah, that's true. Um, anyway. When Jim tw- tells Dwight the impersonator he hired is the real Benjamin Franklin. So, they hire, um, this is for Phyllis's bachelorette party, um... They instead of hiring a stripper, they hire a Benjamin Franklin impersonator. Yes, um, and so Jim is trying to convince Dwight that he's the he's the real Benjamin Franklin, and Dwight's like, "No, he's not. Like, how could he be?" And so he just keeps asking the guy questions, like, like that only the real Benjamin Franklin would know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, obviously, this guy's a historian, so he knows all the answers. <laughs> And in the end, like, Dwight just, like, screams in confusion and frustration, and it's completely hilarious. It's so good. Um, Oh, this one's really good. When Jim tries to convince Dwight that Dwight smoked weed. So, Dwight finds a leftover joint in the parking lot and uses his role as sheriff deputy to interrogate the staff about it. Um, He actually, like, puts on a cop uniform with, like, a Mountie hat. And, um... And so he's interviewing Jim to see if it's Jim's. And in the middle of this, um, where do I have it? Uh oh, I lost the page. Wait, I found it. Okay, so <laughs> so what he says, I'm rustling paper like an annoying person. That's right now. okay. Um, okay, so what he says is, um, Jim says to Dwight. Um, Marijuana is a memory loss drug, so maybe you just don't remember. And Dwight's like, I would remember. And Jim says, well, how could you if it just erased your memory? And Dwight goes, that's not how it works. And Jim goes, now, how do you know how it works? And Dwight says, back it up, okay? I'm interviewing you. And Jim says, no, you said I'd be conducting the interview when I walked in here. Now, how exa- exactly how much pot did you smoke? And then Dwight's face is just like, oh, my God, I did smoke weed, didn't I? <laughs> It's so funny. Oh my god, I love it. Um, okay. Uh, okay, my pages are all messed up. I'm sitting on the couch, right. so it's really hard to do this. Um, okay. I'm, in, when, I'm sitting on my bed, so... When Jim and Pam trick Dwight into believing he's being recruited by the CIA. So, this is Classic. when Jim is dating Karen, so, like, Jim and Pam aren't really, like, as close as mm-hmm. they were before. Um, so, as a Christmas gift to Jim... Pam organizes an elaborate CIA prank, which involves sending Dwight secret messages over several months. Although Jim initially doesn't want to take part because he's like, I guess, trying to not hang out with her so much since he's dating Karen. Um, But then he later changes his mind and they end up. um, So they end up having Dwight like go to the roof at, you know, a certain time because the CIA is going to come and like give him intel or whatever. And while he's up there, they tell him that he's been compromised and that he must destroy his phone and Dwight just like throws it off the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, also, Dwight, when he's standing on that roof being, trying to p- be like covert, he's wearing a bright orange like hunting hat. So like, yeah. <laughs> he's very visible. <laughs> um, oh, this one's really good. 
So this is, I think this is in season nine. Um, Jim sells Dwight magic beans at a garage sale. So Jim convinces Dwight to, dra- to trade a $150 telescope for Professor Copperfield's miracle legumes, uh, <laughs> which Jim, like, you know, he keeps trying to trick him to prove that they're magic. And he, um, he, like, pretends to destroy them right in front of Dwight, and then they mysteriously reappear. So Dwight, like, really thinks that they're amazing. Um, and the best part is that every time Dwight says beans, Jim goes, legumes. <laughs> he, legumes. He corrects legumes. Uh, uh, Which is hilarious. No, legumes. Le- they're legumes. Excuse actually. me, they're they're called legumes. <laughs> Which is like something Dwight would do. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, so funny. Uh, okay, where am I? Oh, um, when Jim switches Dwight's suit with a tearaway Velcro version. So <laughs> this is another one. Like he went to such great lengths. He finds out where Dwight gets his dry cleaning done and then orders the exact same suit in a tearaway Velcro version so that in the middle of the parking lot, he can rip off all of Dwight's clothes, <laughs> which is hilarious. But it's like, Jim, how much time and money you put and effort so are much put in? effort into that. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. I know. Um, uh, oh, when Jim conditions Dwight to expect an Altoid Mint every time he hears his computer chime. Yes. So it's like the Pavlov's dog thing. And he starts, um, every time he, um, every time he, the computer makes a chiming noise, Jim starts to offer Dwight a mint. And then at one point the chiming happens and he doesn't offer it to him. And Dwight just puts his hand out, like, I'm ready for my mint. And Jim's like, what? And Dwight's what like, you, I don't know. <laughs> Jim And Dwight's just like, I don't know. All of a sudden, my mouth tastes really bad. <laughs> um, oh, and Jim convinces Dwight that he's turning into a vampire. So yeah. this is after they find a bat in the ceiling, which is the episode where um, Meredith gets yes. the, the bat. Dwight. Puts Dwight the bag puts over the Marissa right with the bat in it, yeah, and then turns out that she like gets rabies from the bat. Yeah, she but, gets um, rabies. So Jim pretends that he's bitten by the the bat, and then he starts to pretend that he's slowly turning into a vampire. So he pretends to burn his hand on garlic bread. He touches his teeth like <laughs> as if he's getting fangs. He pretends to get a headache from Angela's crucifix, um, yeah. and like is like scared of the sun. Like he like pops his collar up you know like he's a vampire it's really funny and actually this episode was directed by joss whedon so that's so that's even better yeah i know um uh okay oh this is really funny when jim tricks dwight into following fake party customs for his garden party so this is another one like jim you went to such lengths so jim actually writes a book (laughs) full (laughs) of ridiculous rules like it's like a pup professionally published book with like a cover and everything about (laughs) rules about throwing a garden party and it's called The Ultimate Guide to Throwing a Garden Party by James Trickington (laughs) and and the best part is that one of the rules is that um, the the host has to at high volume announce the guest names as they walk in so Jim will just, like, walk by him as much as possible because every time he walks by, he has to announce him. <laughs> and it's so funny. And also, when Stanley comes in with the woman he's cheating on his wife with, Dwight announces, Stanley and his mistress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, and this is another really good one. Um, When Jim sends fax, 
faxes to Dwight from future Dwight. So he yes. takes he takes a box of Dwight's stationery and he starts sending Dwight messages that are like claim to be him from the future. Um, there's one where he warns Dwight not to drink the coffee, and Dwight slaps Stanley's coffee out of his hand. Oh my god. Because he thinks it's poisoned. Stanley's the worst person he could have done that to. Oh my god, I know. Um, okay, just a couple more. When Jim dresses up as Dwight, so he comes in wearing an exact replica of Dwight's clothes and just starts talking exactly like him, um, and says things like... bears. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. Not beers, yeah. It's bears, yeah. Beats. Bears. Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. <laughs> and at the end, Dwight shouts, Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families suffer every year. <laughs> and then and then there's a part where um, Jim gets up like abruptly and goes, Michael! And walks away. And then Dwight does the yeah. exact same thing after him. <laughs> it's so good. So um... Oh, when a guy named Steve takes Jim's place and pretends to have been Jim the entire time. So this is just like a <laughs> random guy. <laughs> yeah. Who is, um, he is supposedly Jim and Pam's actor friend, um, Aww. whose name is Steve. And he just sits down and pretends to be Jim and is just like, no, I'm Jim. Like, I've been here the whole time. What are you talking about? Doesn't really he funny. also get an, like, an Asian guy to... That's who this that guy too? is. That's oh, who this that guy is. is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the best part is that Jim even swapped his own family photos with pictures of Pam and Steve and their two children yeah. instead of him. <laughs> oh my god, so good. Um, and then the final one, which is really sweet. Um, so in the end, Jim and Dwight actually become friends, and um, Dwight makes Jim his bestest mensch at his wedding <laughs> to Angela. And in the end. Jim tells Dwight, like, at his wedding that he actually can't be his bestest mensch because the rule is that your bestest mensch has to be older than the groom, um, which is when he reveals that Michael came in from Colorado so that he could be his bestest mensch. And that's when we, that's, like, the first time we see Michael after Michael yeah, leaving the show, so it was really sweet. Yeah. And his hair is all gray, and he has this, like, wise look on his face, like he's grown so <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> it's really Aww. sweet. Yep, and that's my, my Jim pranks. So sweet. Mm -hmm. I do have some really good Dwight quotes here. If you want me to do read it. them. Mm -hmm. All right. So this one, um, I love catching people in the act. That's why I always whip open doors. <laughs> I thought of that line in just the episode of Stranger Things where Lucas just kicks the door in and on that teacher. <laughs> I thought about Dwight saying that when Lucas did that. I was like, is Lucas trying to catch that teacher in the act? <laughs> Just love catching people in the act. It's so funny. Oh, oh man. God. This is the next one. Uh, before I do anything, I ask myself, would an idiot do that? And if that answer is yes, I do not do that thing. <laughs> Classic Dwight. I love Dwight. Dwight's my second favorite character, second only to Andy. Andy. Yeah, I love Andy. <laughs> uh, this next one's good too. This next one's a classic. Go for it. R is among the most menacing of sounds. That's why they call it murder and not muck duck. Muck duck. <laughs> muck duck. <laughs> My favorite muck duck. My favorite muck that? duck. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Wait, did you listen to Muck this week's episode of My Favorite Murder? Yeah, I did. It did good. it make you cry? Because I cried at work. No, because I was stuck in fucking traffic. Oh, I was man. literally stuck in traffic. Like, it takes me normally 45 minutes to get to work. Mm-hmm. And I was able to listen to the whole episode, which was like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Plus, I plus I had act, like plus I had to put on another podcast. That it sucks. took me like oh, two my God. hours to get to work today. So I was not in like a good mood to be like, yeah crying so but it was so sweet though the end where they were the when they brought out the woman that was the i survived victim it made me cry at work i may have cried if i was not sitting in traffic you should listen to it again when you're in a better mood (laughs) anyway what else you got uh i don't think i have anything else all right i have um jim and pam things okay Okay, so as we all know, Jim and Pam are one of my favorite couples of all time. I love them very much, even though Jim really pisses me off in the final season. Um, mm-hmm. But there are some really great Jim and Pam moments throughout the series. Oh, my God. I'm a mess. These papers. Um, okay, so um, the episode, The Client. So Jim and Pam sit on the roof eating grilled cheese sandwiches while watching Dwight and Kevin set off fireworks. Later in the episode, Jim and Pam share earbuds and listen to music together in the parking lot, which is really sweet. Um, The episode Launch Party, even though the main storyline in the episode is about um, the launching of the Dunder Mifflin website. So I guess this is when, like, Ryan is an executive or whatever, because he's the one who... um, Still wants their website, yeah. Yeah. And um, everybody's pissed about the website. Right. But we do, we get a really good Jim and Pam moment in this when Jim steals a pizza from the party and him and Pam, again, sit on the roof and they talk about the moment when they first knew they liked each other, which was really sweet. Um, The episode Christmas party, Jim gets Pam for Secret Santa. This is the best. So he makes, he makes a perfect gift for her, a teapot filled with inside jokes and a note explaining how he really feels about her. He is so excited to give it to her, but then Michael turns Secret Santa into Yankee Swap, so um, <laughs> Pam obviously doesn't end up with the teacup, but he finally gets, she gets it an back. IPod. He finally gets she it back, and uh, so he finally gets it back and he gives it to her, and um, they laugh about all the things inside, but as they're like looking through it, Jim takes the note before Pam can read it. Um, but then in the end, so like way later, he actually gives her the note. Um, in the final season when he's trying to prove to her that he doesn't resent her for leaving the company and, like, he will always love her. And so she reads it and then she won't even, like, tell. Because then they're at this panel where everybody's, like, asking them questions because they're, like, famous documentary stars or whatever. And somebody asks what was in the note and she's like, well, that's private. So, you know, it was something really Aww. sweet. Yeah. You know. Um, so that's two episodes in one. Um, fun run in the season four premiere, Jim and Pam are caught by the film crew going home in the same car. So this is after, this is like before we know they're actually dating, they're hiding it from us. Um, they're, they both insist that they're still single, but, um, Kevin is convinced that they're dating when the film crew shows them the footage, they admit that they are dating, which is great. That's always really exciting. I just Um, remembered something else about that episode, fun run. What should have that should have gone in my mic? One of my Michael's dumbest moments. Uh, he eats like an entire plate of Alfredo, like al- fettuccine oh, Alfredo, yeah. fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> oh and like God. doesn't drink any water. <laughs> He's like 
gets really sick. <laughs> Wait, I just it. thought of something really funny. So in this podcast that I listened to, the Sofa King podcast I've told you about before, um, yeah. they... They, like, make up, na- like, terms for different periods of time. And so they're talking about how, like, before before Christopher Columbus times, they didn't have um, tomatoes in Italy. Yeah. And so they were like, so what did they eat? And then so they decided to name it Alfredo times. Because <laughs> they just assumed that without tomatoes, they had to be eating <laughs> Alfredo. Just cream sauce. <laughs> I know. It's so That's funny. Hilarious. I was dying <laughs> laughing. Oh man. Anyway, um, the episode customer survey. Uh, while Pam is attending art school in New York City, she and Jim spend the whole day on the phone via the world's tiniest Bluetooth, yeah. um, which is so funny uh, because Jim doesn't like explain to anyone that he's talking to Pam on the phone all day and he'll just like say random things like not caring that other people are around and they'll be like who are you talking to and he'll just be like Pam and there's one point where like <laughs> Dwight Dwight or I think it's Dwight is like you know Pam's not here right <laughs> Pam's not here. <laughs> um frame Toby Pam had previously mentioned that she would not move in with Jim until they were engaged um now that they are engaged Jim buys his parents house for them to live in Jim is scared that Pam is not going to like the house, but she loves it. Um, but so, like, I, I mentioned this the first time I talked about this. It is really sweet because Pam is really excited. But when I first found out that Jim was buying a house without talking to Pam about it, I was like, that's not cool. And then yeah. it it ends up being, like, a point of contention with them that later where later, Pam yeah. is like, you make all the big decisions without me. Um, yeah. So, like, that's. It was, like, sweet in the moment, but, like, in the long run, it's not really that sweet. Um, all right, what else? Uh, Dunder Mifflin Infinity. We see Pam kiss Jim on the cheek in the break room. Toby then sends out a memo about PDA yeah. in the office. Oh, Toby, why do you have to ruin everything is what I wrote. Um, this forces Jim and Pam to reveal that they have been dating for months. We even get to see a classic Jim and Pam air high five, <laughs> which is sweet. Um, the Dundies, which is always the best. Oh, yes. Um, inarguably one of the best episodes of The Office, Pam has a little too much to drink at Chili's after winning a Dundee for whitest sneakers, which just crosses over the loafy whites and the middle-class fancy memes. I, I do follow the middle-class fancy now. <laughs> which is the best Instagram to follow ever. And I said this on our last episode. But Michael is a middle class fancy meme. He is. He, is he like really fancy. is. Like he probably Your writes definition. those memes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or somebody writes them about him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was the inspiration. But yeah, anyway, exactly. Pam wins the Dundee for whitest sneakers and yeah. gives an iconic speech um, and kisses Jim for the first time. Uh, she later falls off her chair and gets banned from Chili's for breaking their drinking policy. <laughs> Yeah. It's a really sad day when you get banned from Chili's. I mean, I think she was all, yeah. I mean, I think she was all, right, she was all, like, she was sad because she was still with Roy at the time. Yeah. And she, her, and she, she would always get, win the Dundee for uh, longest engagement. Yeah, that's right. And, like, and was this was the first time that, like, she didn't win that. Yeah, <clears throat> so she was happy. Mm-hmm. Um, stress Relief Part 2. Stress Relief is one of the funniest episodes of The Office. However, this episode is really rough for Pam. Uh, this is really sad. Her parents are splitting up, and she like she kind of has Jim like talk to her dad. And um, 
like, uh, right after Jim talks to him, that's when he says he's going to leave Pam's mom. Um, and so Jim thinks, or Pam thinks that whatever Jim said to her dad is the reason why he's leaving her mom. And then he finds out in the end that that is true. But what Jim said to her dad was, um, how much he loves Pam. And he's like explaining his feelings about Pam. And that's what made Pam's dad realize that he didn't love her mom, which is really sweet Jim and Pam moment, but also really sad. Um, Let's see. This one I already talked about, but um, this is the second to last episode of the series. Pam tells Jim that she's afraid that she isn't enough for him. And she's like worried that, you know, he's going to want to leave again. Um, And so Jim asks a favor of the film crew to make a DVD showing like highlights of all the greatest moments of of their relationship to show her how how long he's loved her and how much he's loved her. Um, So she watches that. And then in the end of it, he gives her the pan, her the letter from the teapot, which I talked Aww. about before, which is really sweet. Um, beach games. This is a great one. So when Dunder Mifflin makes uh, takes a trip to Lake Scranton, um, Pam works up the courage to tell Jim how she really feels about him after walking on hot coals, which is like a really great Pam moment. She just like yeah does this thing, and she's been feeling like you know less than a person. She like broke off her engagement after being engaged to the same person for, like, many years, and, like, then, and then Jim, the person that she was was really in love with. from stuff the whole, for the whole Yeah, he wouldn't let her participate, because he wanted her to, like, write stuff down. He's, like, her secretary. Yeah. Yeah. She was just, So then she, she works up the courage to, like, do this thing, and she feels really good about it, and then, so then she, like, professes her feelings for Jim, even though he's dating Karen at the time, and she's there, um, but mm-hmm. he's, she's basically saying, like, I know you're with Karen, but I miss our friendship. Like, I miss just, like, you being in my life. Which, honestly, like, I felt the same way about them because the whole time Karen is there, like, I, oh, sorry. I like Karen, but you yeah. you don't get to see that dynamic between Jim and Pam that was part of the reason why I liked the show so much. So felt like Absolutely. you were missing something that whole time. Um. Casino night in the season two finale, Jim finally tells Pam that he loves her. Um, Pam, of course, is stunned when she hears this, leaving Jim shaken and teary-eyed. At the end of the episode, Jim walks into the office and finds Pam on the phone. Pam hangs up, and the two of them kiss. Um, and Jim says, "You don't know how long I've wanted to do that." Um, to Pam, uh, but and she replies, "Me too." But Pam is still engaged to Roy. Yeah. Uh, um, she should. I don't know why she didn't break up with Roy after that. I know. I don't understand why she didn't either. Um, uh, okay, in weight loss. In the second part of this two-part episode, Jim and Pam meet halfway between New York City, where Pam is going to art school, and Scranton. Jim proposes at a, gas quote, gas station in the pouring rain and somehow um, is the most perfect proposal ever, and it really is. It's really sweet. Because mm. uh, it's just totally out of nowhere, and it's, like, in a point where they don't get to see each other a lot and they're missing each yeah. other and it's really sweet to finally see that happen. Um, delivery. In this two-part episode, we see the birth of Jim and Pam's first baby, Cecilia Marie Halper. Cece isn't aware yet that she has the best parents ever. She really is. She really does. Um, okay, two more. Company picnic. In the 100th episode of The Office, we find out Pam is pregnant. This is really good. This reveal catches us off guard, but... Jim's reaction is insanely adorable. So what happens is they're, like, playing volleyball, and Pam is really good at volleyball. 
and she hurts herself, and they, all the people on the other team want her to go to the hospital because they don't want to lose to her. Yeah. Um, so Jim's like, okay, I'll take you to the hospital. We'll be right back, and Dwight's supposed to stall yeah, so that they could come them. back and finish the game. But obviously, when they're at the hospital, they find out that Pam is pregnant, so they don't come back. Um, yeah. And that's really sweet. And then number one, the best episode ever, Niagara. Nothing beats seeing your yeah. favorite couple finally tie the knot, and this two-part episode is full of awesome moments as the Denver Mifflin Scranton team travel to Niagara Falls for Jim and Pam's wedding. Pam is super nervous for the wedding, so her and Jim run off and get married on the Maid of the Mist before returning to the church for a formal ceremony, which is just so sweet, because, like, they're just nowhere so to be sweet. found, and then you see them on the boat where they're, like, ponchos. Because they're so all cute. stretched out and stuff, and then they're just like, let's just go get married and then because they just want to be together exactly and then and then they go and they celebrate with their friends and family and they they don't care that they do a flash mob in the in the aisles and all this stupid stuff i love it i love jim and pam they're a great couple they're an inspiration to us all and like she rips her veil and then he cuts his tie (laughs) oh yeah oh i love it oh man um, so I, the only other thing I have is, um, the, where they ended up in the end discussion. Do you have anything before okay. I go into that? No, I, I think I, I went through all my notes already. So. Cool. So in the final, the final episode is like, the final two episodes really are like the best series finale of any show ever. Like they really did an amazing job tying everything up and making a satisfying ending. So the final episode revolves around um, Dwight and Angela's wedding, which by the end you love them as a couple so much. Yeah. And Dwight becomes really like one of my favorite characters. Um, and so this episode is really great because you get surprise appearances by people who haven't been on the show in forever, such as Michael, which I talked about before. And you find out that he is married to Holly and he has kids now, which is what he's always wanted. And then yeah. the best is that Kelly and Ryan show up and Kelly is married to, like, a really attractive doctor, and yeah. Ryan has a baby. and <laughs> Like, a single, Ry- single dad. Yeah. And Ryan and Kelly are so toxic that they run off together, Ryan abandoning his child, and <laughs> Kelly just leaving her husband. Yeah. And and then this woman who, she, I forget her name, she's, like, this British woman who, yeah. she shows up in the last season, and she's totally nuts but you know that she wants to adopt a kid and that she's been having trouble doing that so she just like takes ryan's kid <laughs> she's like yeah. i'll be your mom now which Works is really out. funny <laughs> i forget what her name was but she was like a really good character she was a good addition yeah. to the show she was re- had red hair right yeah 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 i liked her a lot but um also then so um obviously jim and pam everything's fine pam or Jim no longer is doing the Philly thing. Um, and then, uh, what else? Who else? So then Andy is the saddest one of all. And you think that he's, like, just become a total loser. And I felt so bad for him because I just started to just love Andy so much. And I felt I so bad for him. Um, but he's, like, telling everybody how he did this great speech at Columbia. And nobody believes him. But then you see it, like, a video of it, and it actually was really good. And then he's, like, actually working for Columbia and doing what he always loved to do because Columbia was his, you know, or Cornell. Cornell, Cornell not Columbia. Yeah. yeah. 
Because that was like his only passion in life was that he went to Cornell and that he yeah, loved it so much. And now, now he finally ended up there and actually has a ton of fans from The Office, yeah. the documentary. So I was really happy to see that because I was really worried about liked, him. I would have liked to have seen him end up with Aaron. Me too. Like, I really again. liked Aaron. Like, I really liked them together. They were I know. cute. Another thing, Aaron is... Oh, yeah. Is exactly Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy Schmidt. except <laughs> if Kimmy Schmidt never got locked in a bunker, but was still a complete a idiot. <laughs> yeah, they oh, really are such very a good character. I know. I guess that actress just plays that really well. That clueless, yeah, she innocent girl. She I love her. Does. She's amazing. I know she's so cute. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, and Kevin got fired, but now he owns a bar. Oh. Yeah. Kevin, I, f- I forgot one of the moments I, I did want to mention about Kevin, which is like the saddest thing that makes me cry, is when he brings in the chili and he's all excited to bring in the chili to work and then he spills it all over the floor. Oh my god, he just drops the whole giant pot of chili. It's so sad. It my heart. Me too. And the first thing I said was, who's going to clean that? I know. <laughs> oh my god. Uh-oh. Sorry. I had Uh-oh. to plug my computer okay. in because it was dying. Uh-oh. It's okay. It's all good now. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's all, all I got. I got. That's all, folks. Are we gonna record next week? Thanksgiving? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess not. Unless you want to record on Thanksgiving. We could do something. We could talk about it. I'll, br- I'll bring my laptop and stuff, and then we'll figure okay. out what we want to do. Yeah. Sure, if we want to record something. If we don't record something next week... Um, have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it doesn't sound horrible because I was, like, moving things the whole time. And I have no idea fine. what it's going to sound like, but uh, we'll find out. Um, so yeah, I apologize in advance. It's my 10-year reunion. For high school? High school reunion. Really? And oh, man. So mine and Scott's are both on the same day. I'm obviously not going to mine. No. <laughs> but, we're go- but we're going to Scott's. Really? Oh, boy. Yeah, like, because Shane is having a big before party, because it's in Jersey City. It's oh, at cool. the beer garden, so we're all going to Oh, that's so place. fun. Yeah, so I just, that's crazy that it's my 10-year high school reunion. I know, that's nuts. Ew, you're so old. Just kidding. I know, right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening. Thanks I for hope listening. you have a lovely weekend and week. Don't forget and to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, please. And um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RBTV Podcast. Podcast, mm-hmm. and our email address is RBTV Podcast at gmail.com If you have any uh, thing to tell us, yep. And that's all. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. All right. Well, I'll see you next time. Bye. Have a a lovely, (laughs) lovely evening. A lovely evening.